This episode of the AT Tips Cast is sponsored by TextHelp Systems, provider of award-winning literacy solutions, including Read and Write Gold and Fluency Tutor. For more information, go to www.texthelp.com. That's www.texthelp.com. Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode number 65, recorded on November 4th, 2010. Last week, the Assistive Technology Industry Association held a conference in Chicago. During that conference, some professionals working in the field of education got together to share resources in a sort of round-robin event, which they called the AT Smackdown. Educators like Dave Hohulin, Karen Janowski, Brian Wojcik, Patrick Black, and a host of others share different tools that they have found useful to help educate students. Lucky for us, they had the foresight to make an audio recording of the event. We'll have a list of all the educators and links to all of the tools mentioned during the AT Smackdown up at the blogs attipscast.wordpress.com and teachingall.blogspot.com. If you're using any of these tools, please share your experiences. Let us know how you're using them by leaving a comment at either of those blogs. Now, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the AT Smackdown of ATIA Chicago 2010. Uh, hello, welcome. Um, hey, I'm Brian Wojcik, and I'm going to kind of serve as timekeeper and moderator for the event. I'm not the organizer. That uh, that has gone uh, largely on Karen, and other people have also uh, contributed in many different ways. Welcome to the first ever ATIA countdown. Smackdown. Slash Smackdown. We're, uh, okay. And basically what this is is... Um, uh, it is a sharing of information. So it's our, uh, this works well if people share. It doesn't work well if people sit there and go, <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, the, uh, the way we're working this is you have two minutes to share one application idea and be able to describe it. The end of two minutes, it gets passed on to somebody else. And we just keep doing this and keep going and sharing and contributing. Um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. There's been smackdowns at some other conferences, um, and people love it. So, okay, we are not restricting any apps. It's all there. So, okay, so I'd uh, like a volunteer to go first. All right, I'll go. All right, Patrick. I'll go first. And I'll, I'll go next. All right, so this is not anything that maybe you've ever heard of, but I love this site. It's called Dropbox.com. Have many of you heard of Dropbox? Okay, best tool in the world, great for organization for kids because you can just create a Dropbox folder and they can drop and share it with your kids in your class, they can drop things in and, um, and you turn it into you. Um, it's got a great app, you know, it goes right on your computer, uh, right there, I can see all my files right there, it goes on any computer that you want, you install the, the two minute download and the three second install, you install it on all your computers and within minutes you have all the files that are in there shared. Little tip, invite your friends because you get lots of extra space if they join and then encourage them to join. So is it free? It is free. You can pay for, you can pay for an upgrade. 
but it's really, for the most part, for what you're keeping in it, it's not worth paying for the upgrade. Unless you're backing up you know, videos every day, you're not going to need the extra space. If you're just saving your Word documents and other files that you might want, you know, I, I literally keep my lesson plans in here so that if I'm at home and I've forgotten my computer at school, which never happens, but <laughs> say it would, um, I can get my lesson plans on any computer in my house. I can, you know, I've got, I've got, it's going to sound silly, but I've got my backups for my Quicken account, for my personal Quicken account here, so I don't I'll just have it on my computer. It's also in the cloud. So it, it does all sorts of great things. And like I said, you can install it. I've got it installed on my student computers in my, in my classroom. I have student laptops. So any, any file I want to share between those computers, I put in there and it goes. All right, Karen, you're up. Any privacy concerns? Hmm? Any privacy concerns? Um, should it be? It's password protected, so everyone can create their own account. <laughs> yes. Okay. One more. Um, what I bet this one is gonna say. Funny, because I just used it. We just used it the other day. Um, word magnets. Oh, see, into the book. So because they're so popular, word magnets is free. Into the book is reading comprehension. It's free. And because it's so popular, they need to increase the size, their server capacity. So I can't show you that. But I'll come back with another one. Wow. Dave's next. That's amazing. All right, along the lines of what Patrick shared, something so that you can keep your lives in order, which I can't do for myself, but you know, those who can't do teach it. Um, Evernote? Yes. Mm -hmm. Evernote.com allows you to type notes into this, to um, upload. You can take pictures with your digital camera and upload them in here. You can scan documents in here. It takes any text then and makes it searchable. So even your handwriting, whatever it is, you can type that search feature in and it does an OCR thing on every document you've got in there. So even though you can't remember what document you put in there, if you knew it had something to do with ATIA 2010, 2010? 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Futuristic. Um, and you can, it works on smartphones, it works on the iPad, it works on uh, your computer, it has a web version, you can download it, you can clip emails to it and dump them in there so things you need to remember and then you organize it all and I would love to sign in and show it to you but I bet I can't remember what my username and password are. What about web pages? Like and yeah, it, it, has page. a, it yep. has a clip feature for Firefox and Chrome and Safari and Internet Explorer yep. where you literally just click it and it'll take that text and throw it in there tag it and it's good. For those of you that travel a lot or you're all over the place, this is a way to keep track of when you get confirmations for rental cars or hotels or whatever. I clip those as soon as the email comes in. I file it by month where it goes. And so that wherever I'm at, I no longer have to have the paper versions of anything maps to where I'm supposed to go. I put it in the month. I can file it by date in those folders. And it just... And did you say you can bring it up on your phone? Yeah, bring it up yeah. on your phone, bring it up on your iPad. It got is, all the phones. Like yeah. Simple note is a simpler version of this okay. with text, straight away with text. Straight with text. Yes. Already wrote to myself on my desktop and then it's on the iPad and you get a whole Well, you can come up and share. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is a lesson I did um, this week with a group of students who are non, they're reading so far below grade level, it's um, not funny. They're middle school 
um, age students, and they are, see who I'm talking before I get to the website? Isn't that clever? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you cannot make a rule about that, huh? <laughs> Addendum to the rules. Okay, so um, these students are checked out of learning in general, and um, when they start to see something that they have to read, um, you know, that's goodbye. So I wanted to try to see if I can engage them, and this worked. I was really surprised, so I'll show you what I did. Um, so uh, the way I set it up so that the students wouldn't have to go all over the uh, place, I just put it all on one thing. I made it on a blog, and I stuck it on a wiki that I set up for um, teaching these kids. And um, okay, so basically what I did was um, I wanted to show them that they could find information from an article without reading it. So I gave them an article about my, the miners because that was a current event that they knew a little bit about. And um, I gave them the Wordle and I, and I just said, okay, let's talk about it from um, what you can see on the screen. And it was really interesting um, to see. And so I just gave them um, that, here I am, um, view. And then I let them go to the article and do the Wordle and all that themselves. But this is the interesting part, um, just showing them this they were immediately engaged because it was one word at a time and it wasn't a whole bunch of paragraphs. Uh, and um, so then we just talked about it and I said, what do you think? And they gave me a lot of answers. They were all raising their hands and I was shocked. Um, but then I said, you're gonna write about it and you can use this as a word bank. So it made an incredibly great word bank as well as a fact finder. And um, I just embedded a, a little Google form so that when they um, wrote, Brilliant. it just it sent Brilliant. it right to me. And I did it in two minutes. You did? <laughs> did you have 30 seconds left? Oh, Question. yes. What's a good way to make a Wordle? It's actually a website. It's Wordle. a website. And a lot of people um, have used Wordles for different things. They're very popular. And um, I just got a little two minutes. Wow. So if you take text, like let's say we go to my article here, which is, um, I just put it on there so they wouldn't have to find it. And it's actually a print version. So when you open it, it says, where do you want to print? I'll have to close that box when it comes up. But um, when you put text in there, um, you just copy it and then paste it into your Wordle and then you say go and what happens is it takes and it gives you the words but then the students can change the color they can change the font the other thing that happened was there were way too many words in the article and so I told them well, let me show you under layout you can reduce it to um, so here's layout um, just go to, let's see how many words it says on here, it says 150. Let's just do 50 words and see what that looks like. So that really helped them because they had a lot of power over what they decided, you know, how many words and what color and what shape and configuration. And it really had them engaged with the text. It was great. How did you use the world in the wiki? I did a screenshot. And that's how I did it. Technology should be talked to older generations and younger. See? Yeah. <laughs> Experienced. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do with that? Do you use the poster that you use to format your wiki that they look so cool? 
Um, that's another two minutes. Thanks for coming. I think it's cool. And one more minute. Oh wait. What was the question? Do I know how, how you to go to Gloucester? Go to Gloucester. Okay, it's a vlog. Thank you. Okay, right here, go to the full screen. We'll take you to what this actually is. It's a vlog. Yeah. And I learned about vlogs one time when I was in a meeting with um, uh, David. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah, and and he was he had Karen's vlog up, and it was making cute little pink circles. And I go, what was what's that? And I swear to God, oh, it's a vlog. <laughs> you were. And I've been playing with them ever since. But um, the first one was I, that I that I saw was the toolkit. Anyway. This is what it looks like, and it um, it is very fun and very cool, and it's another really engaging tool that students like to use too. And, and there's an educator version of Gloucester because. Yeah, I downloaded it. Remember what it was. Okay. Okay. Be careful if you do, do this. If you do go get the account, make sure you get the educator version because the non-educator may have some inappropriate things. That was great. Thank you. Thanks. And you still have a minute left of your like wow. four, four two minutes. Which is awesome. we'll, take, we'll take the timer so that okay. Okay. okay, I'm not sure which one I want to do, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start off. How many people are familiar with the uh, GISP Tech Disk Toolbar? Oh, no. I think so. yes. No, that's a big this toolbar, and I'm, uh, I'm going to explain what it does. It's not installed here, but it installs in Internet Explorer, Google Chrome, and Firefox. And what it allows you to do... No, it's PC only, I think. Is it PC only? It is PC only. That's where I was afraid of. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. Um, because, um, uh, and what it does... Where are you, my friend? More information. More information. There we go. Um, and what it does is it installs, and I'm looking for a shot of it. Darn it. Um, and what it does is it, right there, there, it is. it is. there it is. What you can do, it has a keyboard, in, or it has a, a, a large screen, it will change the font, it will do spell checking, it will do dictionary uh, pickup, it will do text to speech, um, it will uh, record links, and you can change the color of the web page. Is that like what you could be accessible? Similar to accessible, better, because it's actually not housed on your computer, it's actually housed out in the cloud. And the other thing that you can do, you can install it to your web browser, but you can also Grab the code and put it on any web page, and it will load that toolbar on that web page. So if you've seen Browse Aloud, this would be the free version of that. Um, and it, it will make that web page accessible by allowing text to speech and large men font changes and all those types of stuff. You create. You could do it on a page that you create. So, uh, like for example, I put it on uh, a couple wikis. Um, that are not active right now. <laughs> I put it on a couple of wikis, and all it is is it if you've ever grabbed embed code and put it on, that's all it is. So there you go. Okay. This is I don't know how many other people need this, but um, this version is for PCs. It's a dynamic keyboard with word prediction. Um, so it'll come up in just a second. I learned this at one of the things I went to, and it was the one about email. Sorry. But, so I want to give her credit, but there's word prediction in here. You can change it so that the word prediction is on the outside and the letters are in the inside. You can make it transparent so if they need to be able to see what they're typing on. 
Um, you can change the access method for it. This one is for PC. Um, if you wanted something similar for a Mac, if you use Classroom Suite, there's ABC Encode, which is on the um, share. And then if you don't have Classroom Suite, if you had keystrokes or Layout Kitchen, you could make something very similar. I made one in an hour last night in Layout Kitchen. Um, but it's really nice. Again, it has word prediction. It sorts. You can have it so it says like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, you know, and organizes it that way. So for beginning writers or kids who need the keyboard alphabetized, it's a great way and it's a free tool. And PC Mac. This one is for PC. Yes, but there's a Mac one. Um, you could use Classroom Suite or you could use that. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. So this is an on-screen word prediction. And um, it's really pretty awesome because it doesn't cost anything. Um, do you know how to enlarge the font in, in Chrome? I don't. Uh, probably Apple Plus. Yeah, that's what I'm view, up at the top. Where is it? Way up at the top. There. there. Zoom. Uh, Zoom. <laughs> Okay, so it's Apple Plus, you are right. Okay, so that's how we might enlarge our text a little bit. So we're going to start to write. Um, this, number one, is... You know, I played with this. My concern with this is that it's what? not, if you misspell it... No, right. it's letter-based, not phonetic-based. That's based. right. Yes, it is. Um, really? If you want phonetic-based, you're going to go, you have to go look at, like, gender. Yeah, you're going to have to I know. Use. But it's better than not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I. So it's really not going to help our poor spellers. Well, you know what? I, I just had over just day. They just did a session for me, a big session for me um, at my region. And they had an interesting thought that I never thought of is that theirs also is not phonetic based, it's word based. How many of our kids, they don't have to need any kind of skills. They remember like pictures of words, oh, okay. Okay. and they remember letters. So they might remember television starts T-E-L and ends with an O, and, or I mean N, and has a B in there. So and that's enough that it might, it might it's be worth trying. It's, it's worth, worth trying. trying. Yeah. It's and worth it's just trying. a whole new concept. Yep. It is yeah. actually an issue of word prediction versus word completion. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. And then you can copy and paste it into any other document. Right. Thank you. Yay. Yay. The Windows 7 on-screen keyboard has word prediction built into it now, too. It does? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is it does. Is it or a letter? Windows 7. Letter. So Windows 7 is an on-screen keyboard is adjustable, and you can make it big. Wow. I don't have it now yesterday. Come show us. I don't have Windows 7. Do you have to the options? Huh? How many of you are familiar with Jane? Okay, this is Jing, and thank you, Patrick, for having already installed. Yay! Okay, this is Jing in a nutshell. Jing uh, exists resident up on your computer, and it basically puts this little sun in here, and you can grab the first one, which is a set of crosshairs, and then what I can do is I can capture all or part of the screen. So if, for example, I just wanted to capture this area, I'm going to draw, capture that area, and then I have to make a choice. Important choice here. 
Do I want to capture an image of that area or, wait for the ooh moment, capture a video of that area? Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, if I capture an image, then this is what happens. It gives me the image. I can then go ahead and mark up that image in many different ways. So, I'm drawing in an arrow, I can put in text, all that type of stuff, I can highlight it, and then I can save it to my computer, or I can upload it to screencast.com, free of charge, and, uh, for a certain amount, <laughs> and upload it to screencast.com. Wait, wait, free for a certain amount? Free for a certain okay. amount, you only get to Makes put up so much oh, okay. uh, total, and you only have so much bandwidth a month, but, so there's limitations to it. It's going to say, three, two, one, action. Now I'm going to go ahead and record in here. If I uh, if I was going to type, da da da, it's going to capture all that type of stuff, and it's capturing my voice at the same time. When I'm done, I hit there, uh, I hit stop. It renders it, and, and it gives me the option to go ahead and view it. Action. Now I'm going to go ahead and and so forth, and then I could also and where upload. Where you say it can upload to? Screencast.com, and that's also for free. So think about YouTube, but very soon. And it gives you that option. Show them a little button. Um, I think it's the sharing button. The, the sharing left. button. No, right here. There you go. Share See how it says share uh -huh. via screencast? It's if I do easy. that, it just automatically posts it right up there in the magic of the internet. But does and then, it go out to the world, or can you control who can see it? Um, if you, you, if you go pro, you can control. Um, if, you go, if you go pro, you can upload it straight to YouTube as well. Yes. All right, who knows Digo? Who's, who's looked at it, seen it? It's a great tool. Save as many bookmarks as you want. Tag them by name. So I was just in a math thing about connect. We saw something about connectivity. Academy, math, education, video, science, YouTube, con, things I'll remember it as. Um, it's like delicious. Nice features for teachers. Teacher console. You can create accounts for all your students, and they can only see each other. So there's no problem if they get out there, they're not going to see things from other, other places, strange people, that kind of stuff. Um, so it, it only goes between them. You can create little groups like for your each classroom, and if you want to share specific links to that social science class, you know, you've got the links all right there for that class. Yes, ma'am. Can the students use the Digo without the toolbar? Can they yes. go to that site? Yes, you can use Digo without the toolbar. Do you have the toolbar though? In Chrome, it's not a toolbar. In Chrome, it is, and I'll go to a better site to get. Um, yeah, it doesn't work as well. Um, in Chrome, it's a, this kind of thing, but it does the same thing. It's a highlight. The only thing it doesn't do in, in Chrome is you don't have a little thing that's to search your own links, which I don't, that's, that's a really drawback. But you, you, the toolbar is key. Get the toolbar because you can save directly from your, with, from your um, browser, and it makes it so much better. I, I can put a sticky note on so everybody can see it, or I can just see it, you can mark it private, I can mark it so just the members in this group, AT and SPED, can see it. There's lots of great groups on there, and you get notes and So is that like a bookmark list? Can I add one thing? It doesn't look like it shows up on the Mac or the Chrome version, but on the PC you have the ability, once you highlight, you have the ability to extract those highlights. You know how you can do that in Kurzweil? You can do that in Digo. 
So you can, ex and that's a great thing to show kids that they can extract that information, plus it saves the link. So they can come back and, and click on the link and it'll take them right back to the website and show them what they've highlighted. It's very powerful for, for kids to see. Is there a feature that they can take their um, highlighted notes from different articles and start a report? Like well, you can just extract into, them into Word. You can extract them all into Word, but only on the um, PC. No, it might no. be. It might only be on the. Um, um, it might only be on the, uh, the Firefox. Firefox version. Yeah. Firefox yeah. toolbar. You should be able to do it on, you the, on that. You extract it. You can your, probably yeah. extract it into so Co-Writer or something. Have a spinning ball. Huh? Have a spinning ball. Okay. I, I'm actually detouring off the internet, and this doesn't count until it opens, and I know it's working. Oh, yeah, you only have Adobe Reader. This will work Mac or PC. Um, one of the big issues I have with a lot of students is that they can't complete worksheets by hand, and so they've got paras sitting next to them. They're doing the writing for them, and um, things like that. And Adobe Reader, which is free, Mac and PC, almost all of them have the ability to read text aloud, which is one side of it. You guys know about the reading side of it. But if you have Adobe Acrobat Pro, and the educational version of it is like 120 bucks, and actually the prices come down to that, you can actually very quickly make worksheets writable. And, um, and that's been terrific. Every kid that I've tried this with, I've had teachers say they've got three or four more kids that can benefit from it. And it's a very quick thing to run it through and pass it. And so um, in terms of tools, one of them is the typewriter tool. And you just show the typewriter toolbar. Hopefully it will come up fairly soon. And then all you need to do is click, position the cursor, and now you can type your response. It acts like an old-fashioned typewriter so that when it gets to the end of the line, you actually have to hit a return. It won't do an automatic wrap. You also have the ability, um, let's see. Now that's in Reader. This is, this is in Reader. Once you, once you have enabled it in Pro, oh, you can okay. open it in Reader, which yeah. means that a kid can take it home. They can use it on any computer, Mac or PC. They don't have to have special software. And then you can also enable what's called comment and tool, commenting and markup. And with this, you can add sticky notes, you can add text boxes, you can have draw arrows, all kinds of things like that. And um, you can control what's on the toolbar so that they don't see everything. You can just have certain things that are on there, and they're terrific. And that's Adobe Pro. This is this is Reader. I'm in. It's free. Right. But to enable it, you have to go through Pro. Right. So how yes. did you know this was enabled? I enabled she it. She made it. It's my you'll document. See, if, it's, if you've done it in Pro, you'll see a little typewriter icon at the top of the document when you open it, and you just click on that. And well, if, if the, you've arranged for the toolbar to show. Right. So, but in this particular case, I enabled it. Cass, you were saying kids can take it home. So but you're the one that bought the Pro. Right. How can I don't what, know what we have the teachers do is that I get the worksheets, or they get the worksheets, they enable the worksheets, save them, and then they can distribute them out to the kids to be doing them. Adobe Reader has the ability in any, any document has the ability there, but unless you enable it through Pro, it won't work. And so you've enabled it for that document? Yes.
It doesn't enable for everything that it uses, but just that document. So any other document, you just have to enable for every document. It also has a read function. The only problem, it will put a box around an area of text that it's reading. I can't eject all. Take not right. It'll work anyway. But it will only read. Yes, I know. It will only read. It won't read slower than 150 words a minute. And so for some kids, that's too fast. But it's the writing part that's wonderful. Yes, great. This is Prezi, and I like to call it PowerPoint on crack. Wait, where's Simon? It's already signed in because I use it all the time. If you'd like to use one of mine, that's fine. sort of key for what you're doing. Um, everything you do is based on that. So if, you, if I click a picture, it's going to give me that zebra. If I click the middle, it's going to let me move. 
if I click this, this center ring, it'll resize the picture. And if I click the outside ring, it spins it. And this has some other options for moving forward, backward, um, duplicating, selecting more, um, that kind of stuff. Like I said, links, you have to leave them like these big long links. Um, up here is where everything is. So if you want to insert pictures, you go to insert. Um, frames are these boxes. They have different types, hidden, solid, that. And then the path is, so if I'm actually showing this presentation, this Prezi, it, it takes me to the different spots. That's the path. So if I go back here to path, it actually shows me where to go. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you set it up where you want. You can go, you can go back and go forward and you know whatever you want to do. And I'm gonna get buzzed here in a second. And here are the different themes. There's about ten different themes there that you can pick from. Is it in frame new? It might be. It's it's within the past couple months. So within Prezi to see like if I want to see yours, I have to be in the group. Is that how that no. If, as long as you set it that way, I set it so that anyone can see it. Then you can save them and put them on a flash drive and link somewhere. Yes. In fact, the one I showed yesterday is right here on my computer. Because it is web based, but you can download it if you wanted to show it offline. Because as I was really worried about, I thought the internet wasn't going to be working. So, <laughs> because I saw some troubling tweets the other day. So yeah, here you have your settings for public, private, or public and allow copy, which, and that's just it. It's fun. It's so much better than PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm so tired of PowerPoint, I'm sorry. Dave. All right, now, now for something completely different. Yes, excellent. You too? Sporkle. Oh, Sporkle. Angry Sporkle, you're going to want to Sporkle. This is a great activity for kids, for classrooms. It is wonderful. It's absolutely free. And the best way to describe it is to actually just search for a, a game. So you could do states. What are the most popular ones? Yeah, the most popular ones here. Some of them are really hard. So we'll do the ABCs. We can do that. We can do ABCs. Are you sure about that? Oh, or perhaps not. Okay, I'm going to do... Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do uh, three letter body parts. Oh, oh wow. we saw that yesterday. <laughs> three letter body parts. You click to start. All right, start shouting them out. Here. Right. Here. Right. Right. Here. Got it. Now. Lip. <laughs> Hip. Hip. Uh, Job. Rib. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah, really good. Cool. I only because I saw it yesterday. <laughs> oh. um, What's the last one? Mm. You can always give up. There's yeah. that option. Yeah. It looks like what it is. Oh. Gum. Oh. Gum. You can create these. You can register for this, and you can create these for your students. And there are hundreds, free? if not that, for yeah. free. Hundreds, if not thousands of these. If you wanted the periodic table, if you were doing science, now I don't know why you would kick back and do this on your own time, but hey, if it's your thing, go for it. But you can do, and just fill in all the elements. Helium. Helium. Do you have to name, do you have to do the, uh, oh, yeah, you do have to. Plutonium. Tungsten. 
Okay, now okay, I'm not doing this one anymore. But you can also import pictures. So if you have, uh, there's a, a great one that's children's books by cover. So you can also do. Where uh, is? There we go. Where is? Anyway, Sparkle, it's free. You can create your own stuff for the kids. And if you do it at the end of a training, you'll lose everybody. So I encourage you to do it at the end of a training. There is a free app. There's a free app. You can do it on here. But if you pay for it, you get all of their stuff. There is a they're all time. Some of them have long time periods. Like now, the periodic table had a much longer time period. And it's great for kids who are reluctant typists, but you want to build up keyboard proficiency. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, yeah, they're definitely much more motivated. Last year I had a third grader, this year I have a fourth grader. Um, and in third grade, we had to do a eight-page report on, we, 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 <laughs> we had to do an eight-page written report typed double space on the Empire Penguin, Emperor Penguin, excuse me. And it had to be a research project. So um, she had to gather all of her information from the web um, or from books and so forth. So we used a service called Clipmarks. I love this service, especially when you're working with younger children, to get them to start uh, capturing the web. Um, nice thing about that uh, in Clipmarks uh, is you end up uh, installing a small little button, and there's buttons for Chrome and for Firefox and for Internet Explorer. You install uh, a small little button, and, and what you're able to do is uh, there's a small little icon that gets installed, and if I wanted to go ahead and clip, I'd go out to Wikipedia, for example, not that we did, um, um, but went out uh, to a website, and it, uh, you go into clip mode, and you just click on blocks of text, and it says clipped, 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 clipped. And you can clip pictures, you can clip movies, you can clip uh, text, and it brings it back in to your Clipmark library, and then you can sort that library and make it, and you can file those clips. So we did the life of the harp seal, we did the migration patterns of the harp seal, and we're able to uh, organize it like this. I like this because it allows the student to grab text, uh, grab resources very quickly, and it maintains and it maintains the citation, which is really, really nice. And it says when you did it and where you got it from. And just like that, you're good to go. This is just a quickie. Um, Google search. Do you know how when you search for images, you know, a lot of, if you're working with a student, a lot of sometimes inappropriate images come up? Yes. So there is a setting, and you still kind of do have to check it. So we can go into Google, and we'll go to Settings. And one of your settings under Search Settings is um, Safe Search Filtering. So just scroll down and go to Use Strict Filtering. Filter both explicit text and explicit images. So that helps you when you're searching with a student. Quick and easy. And you can lock that permanently too. I yes. Mean, yes. Yeah. That but see, this is Patrick, yeah. so I will go back. That's fine. I don't know. Whatever. I can change it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many of you know that there's a safe search for, there's a, a content lock for YouTube? 
Okay. For YouTube? For YouTube. Yeah. For YouTube. All right, here I am. I'm in YouTube. Safety mode. Go, go to YouTube.com. Sign in. Make an account. Sign in. Go all the way down to the bottom. Safety mode does three things. I have to remember what they are. It turns off objectionable material. It collapses all comments because we know that the comments are where a lot of the really bad stuff is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. Maybe it's only two things. So is that, I have to, this has to log in on that account for it to work or will it be on that? Account? Yes, you do have to be logged into that account for it to work. And you can save it and lock it on this browser. So if I hit save and lock on this browser, it, it should be set now. And it should stay like that. I can't guarantee that, but but definitely create an account and sign in, save and lock on this browser. And it's, it's pretty good. It does a pretty good job of, of filtering out. You said it scans videos and collapses comments? It doesn't scan the video. It just removes videos that it thinks are objectionable. Now, I will show you this one because this is, bothers me to no end. My kids love um, Muppet Studios. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with them. That, there's awesome. They, they ask for this by name constantly. The only problem I have with this, and it shouldn't be an issue, but it is. Where's popcorn? This is a, the best video. I love the Swedish chef, and it's not going to come up. Okay. Of course it's not going to come up today. Here it goes. The first suggested one in this is Heidi Montag. And let me tell you, the boys in my room always want me to click on that one. So it's not perfect. <laughs> but it's better than, it's better than nothing. <laughs> and it's actually not a bad video, but it looks really bad from this clip. So, so. it's only though the setting for your account? Yes, and that computer. So you have to go through, you have to make, and, and I make one account, you know, I have one classroom account. Right, right. Put it on all the computers, set it on all the computers, and it should stay there. Now, I have an issue where YouTube logs me out all the time. So I always have to check when they go to YouTube to log in real quick. I can't remember. I would also suggest making a channel for yourself and setting your kids to that channel because then the videos play on the channel and they don't actually take you to the, the, the page where the videos are. It stays on that page as long as you're pretty, you can keep them in one spot and just create lists for them and something. I was going to say, I've even created playlists so yes. that I organize the yes. videos by certain categories. Yes. Just have a few minutes. Does anyone have any questions about things that they would, they might want to know how to do? Because it sounds like we've got a wealth of knowledge here. I just yes. have a quick question regarding Google Docs. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, does it have to be specific to who you send the link to, or can you make Google Docs an open? For example, if you want to share this document out, you have a couple different options. Yes, you can share it with a, a single person or a group of people via, via email. But if you go into share, you have a couple options here. One, you can't add people, but ask the owner. So it doesn't uh, Well, okay, can, fine. Can I sign you up? Yes, sign up. So you go to the specific document. So you go to the document, or you go, you go to share. And you can either go to share, and it works different depending a, a little bit on which tool you're in, but you can go to sharing settings, 
And one choice that you have is to change it from private to public on the web, which means if anybody yeah, can see it, it's gonna be searchable, it's gonna come up in a Google search, all that jazz. Anyone with link, and I use this one a lot, is I, I go ahead and create that link and you can choose whether or not they have editing privileges, which means they don't have to sign into Google Docs, it's just there. And I'm not, I, and now it gives you a link and you can link anybody to that. The other way that you can do this is to, is to go ahead and say publish to the web, which makes a, makes a web page that gets updated about every five minutes as the document changes. And so, yeah, this is I my- I use that one a lot. Um, which? If I'm gonna publish to the web, if I'm gonna put it on something and I want other people to read it, um, that's a good one to do. Because it'll show the whole thing instead of just the link. Now, if you don't have a Gmail account, can you edit Google Docs? If, if somebody has shared a link with you and they made it cool. editable, you do not have to log in to, uh, to edit it. Well, that's what I was just asking. Yeah. You have to make sure that you click to edit. If right. you don't, um, I, I've not had issues with that. Oh. I've not had issues with that one. Has, has anybody? No. I, you know, there's been times when I've sent a link out and I've had to like resend it for some reason. It's really, it, it happens, but if you resend it, that helps a lot. Sorry. Where's drawings? Drawings, sorry. Let me log back in. Drawings is, uh, has uh, been out for just a while now, and when you click on drawing, basically you get a blank canvas, and you can draw. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have free range of how to go ahead and draw. Um, stop. Um, you can go ahead and put in, you know, arrows, blocks, all your basic shapes, colors, all that type of stuff. Nice thing about this is that you can then in insert this very easily into a Google document um, or download it. From within, if you're in a Google Doc and you want to create a drawing put in, you can just go from within the Google Doc to put it in, like insert and just draw and then draw all the little pictures, same thing. Yeah, so if you go to insert, drawing, just like that. It's going to give you that same interface and then embed it right in very beautifully. And that's the way it looks like now you can insert images. You can also, yeah, you can, and now you can do images straight from your computer for Google Docs. And that's you, brand new. Can you get images from Google? Uh, uh, you have to either upload the image or do the image URL. It doesn't integrate from uh, an image search yet. And I think that's largely because of copyright issues. Most of the stuff that Google, unless you set it accordingly, uh, most of the stuff that shows up in a Google image search is potentially copyrighted. How many people know Kid Zooey? Yeah. Um, I, up until very recently, my, my now fourth grader, um, actually up until about third grade, I'm letting her like go out in the real world, oh, real web now. <laughs> um, but um, Kidzui is a great free um, uh, kid-friendly browser, um, and what's really nice about it is that it uh, it makes researching really, really, really easy. 
Um, and you can't, it does link out to a variety of sites, it has some built-in activities. Um, the research uh, portion of this, I really like, because you can put in something like solar system, and out comes all of these approved, and they've all been reviewed ahead of time, um, areas that you can then go ahead. Oh, they have Legend of the Guardians of Ganul. Decent movie, I hear. The books are pretty decent, too. The narrator and Audible, not so good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just in case. Um, uh, but you can go ahead and put in search terms, and it comes up with all these nice pre-approved sites. The kids uh, like it. My daughter loved it because you have to create an avatar. And you can develop friendships on this. But again, this is all vetted through. Parent has to go in and assume. Uh, so it's, it's a fairly safe environment uh, to begin some social networking kinds of things as well. Okay. Do you have anything like that for middle school aged kids? Because I know like, that's what I would exactly, the environment I would want for them, but. Not free. But they would. They but would uh, have, are all of you familiar with Gaggle? It's an email client, right? It's email, but they've oh, just no. launched a whole social networking and blogging component as well. Okay. So, uh, so I mean, it's, it's very safe. And they're also doing um, uh, internet uh, internet uh, filtering as well. So, and I'm like, well, but just to say. Well, that's NetTracker and stuff like that. Yeah, you have NetTracker. And, and a lot of things. schools have subscriptions to that. Yeah. Okay. NetTracker? Gaggle is really nice because it's. Uh, Based out of Bloomington Normal, Illinois. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up here. That's my blog. I will um, we, we recorded this session and I'll get the recording tomorrow and I will transcribe it and put all the tools in a post or a document or something and put it up there so pay attention the next few days, hopefully not longer than a week, <laughs> for everyone to take a look at so that we you guys all have access to it. So Thank you. Karen, that's a wonderful idea. Thank you, Karen. If you enjoyed this AT Smackdown, consider setting up one of your own at a future conference that you're attending. I'd be happy to take the audio and place it up here as another AT Tips cast. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive and may all your strategies be supportive.